Hey everybody, this is Klaatu, and usually I'm talking about how we're going to go through all the different applications in Slackware, but today I'm going to deviate from that formula for a discussion on LibreOffice. Now, I, I am going to talk about LibreOffice, even though right next to me on my desk, like literally right now, I have my trusty, beloved Doc, Doc, DocBook 5, The Definitive Guide. So, I have talked about DocBook before, I've talked about Scribus before, I've talked about design tools before, layout tools, and I have even said publicly that one shouldn't do design work in LibreOffice, because that's not what it's... It's not what it's designed for. It's a word processor. You wouldn't want to design a book cover or a poster or a flyer or a postcard in LibreOffice. Why would you do that? You would you would process words in a word processor. That's it's in the name right there. Word processor. But even so, I'm going to talk about LibreOffice because I have I have been on a journey with LibreOffice myself. And I'm talking about just um, within really the past year, maybe. I mean, look, I've always spoken highly of OpenOffice, of LibreOffice. I'm a big fan. I promote it as much as I can. I, I think it's a powerful, powerful tool. I recognize that. And I've used it with some success here and there. Or I, I should say, I had used it with some success here and there. So I've never like had a bad experience with it. I've just literally never really had a reason to use it, generally speaking. I mean, I would use it now and again, the odd spreadsheet here and there. But as an Office application, I I didn't, I never really knew what people did with Office applications. And I think part of it is because of the name, Office. It's an Office application. But I don't work in an Office. I don't do Office things, I don't think. I mean, honestly be perfectly honest, I don't know what happens in an office. I don't know what people do in offices. To me, the word office, I feel like that means it's it's like a place where people do like secretary stuff. Like I don't really know what secretaries do, but that's what I think of when I think of an office. Like there's a secretary and maybe some cubicles and maybe there are people like doing invoices and that's what i think of as an office so i've never worked in an office and so i don't know what people do in offices and i don't know what they do on their office software uh, again i can imagine that maybe they would be writing business letters but i don't know what a, i don't know what goes into a business letter i guess probably a notification about overdue uh, accounts I imagine would be something that you would put into a business letter. That's it. That's that's what I know about offices. Like I've just never had that experience and so I don't understand what that's all about. So if you if you present me with software that declares itself as office software, then you've immediately exceeded my experience. I, I do I have no context for what that would be. And so I generally ignored LibreOffice. I mean, I didn't ignore it, but I, I, I would I would praise it in theory. I would recognize that it was a valuable piece of open source software. 
I've always had great success with it. I've never introduced someone to LibreOffice who doesn't love it. Uh, people generally just, they they see the value in it, especially if they're coming from Microsoft Office or, or, or something like that, Pages on Apple, whatever. They, 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 they experience LibreOffice and they see the value. They, they see that, oh, this is a normal Office application. It does normal Office application things. But I'm going to now do what everyone loves and I'm going to create a list of reasons why I now understand LibreOffice. I, I understand why people use it. I understand why people like it. And I'm actually quite quite a fan of LibreOffice. This is this is me falling in love with LibreOffice finally. How did it happen? Well, let's talk about number one. Or should I do it in reverse order? Is that how lists work? You, do you do it? You do a countdown, or you do a, a count up? I don't remember. Um, let's, let's do a count, a count, let's do a count up, honestly. Let's just do a count. Okay. Number, number one reason, um, th that it's, it's accessible and, and that's a loaded term accessibility. Uh, but in this context, I simply mean that a lot of people in a lot of places from a lot of different experiences basically know how to use office applications. I I don't know whether they're just that intuitive or whether we are still providing people that training in most public education settings. I know that I I I I think I got training on word processors in school. I don't know. I don't remember a time when I didn't know how to use a word processor, so actually I'm just making that up. But let's just assume that I got training in that and let's also assume that people get 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 training in it now is that you know you you sit down at a computer and one of the things you learn is to how is how to write business letters and how to write your uh, book reports probably not in that order book reports and then business letters in a word processor and you understand a couple of things like if you hit return it gets you onto a new line if you select a word you can copy and paste it if you go up to um, some menu I imagine that I apparently don't use nearly enough. Uh, if you go to a menu, you can find a word, uh, a check, a spelling checker, a tools spelling. That's what it's called. Tools menu. Go down to spelling. You can do a spell check. So you you learn that stuff. You pick up on it, and you become familiar with the overall interface. And as far as I know, and and I don't know very far because again not really that experienced with office software but as far as I know I don't think that the interface of office software has changed like all that much I'm pretty sure that that top toolbar has pretty much always been there like that's that's a classic office application you open up the office application you got a menu across the top you got a toolbar across the top you got the font menu up at the top as well and then you've got the paper, the blank page that you're supposed to produce words on. And that's it. That's the Office software. Now in LibreOffice, admittedly, there's this nice little side panel on the right where you have um, little dialog boxes, dockable windows, and, and that's handy. But it's not really essential. Like you don't have to, that you don't have to have that open ever or often. So it's, it's kind of optional. The, 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 basics are right there right in front of you in the exact same place that it's always been and i have found this to be true i'm not i'm not speaking really theory here i'm i'm honestly speaking about just recent well recent events but also just kind of traditional 
you know, like empirical knowledge of empirical empirical knowledge of 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 presenting someone with an office suite and observing them and and seeing that nine times out of ten they're not going to know that you haven't given them pardon the double negative uh microsoft office like it's just it's it's the same thing right i mean and i know it's not the same thing and i'm sure that if we had a screen side by side comparison you would be able to tell the difference but there's a certain type of user who they just don't think in those terms and if you show them the office software that you use then they understand that that's that's the office software and they will use it and they will generally know where everything is they may observe that something is different if they're really good or or if they're really used to one thing they might notice that something's not where they expect it to be but like honestly 9 times out of 10 they will they will get there on their own or they will ask when they need it you will show them and they will never ask again it's just it seems to be that easy and that intrigues me that's always intrigued me about office op- applications i i again i don't know why that is i don't know i don't know the the secret power of office applications i don't know if it's because we're training people or whether it's just sort of something that people pick up eventually or or what it is but that seems to be fairly universal is that not universal but but it seems to be very very common that people know what to do when you present them with an office application so that's that's calling it accessible and I, and I i do hate how loaded that term is because i mean there's other kinds of accessibility that is really really important although from what i understand libreoffice is actually also accessible to to a lot of different um physical different abilities so maybe maybe i'm right maybe it is accessible and accessible Okay, so that's the the number one reason is that it's just it's there. It's common. Everybody knows it. Second reason is that it's easy to learn. You can you can learn new tricks on on LibreOffice relatively simply. When you when you look something up on libreoffice.org uh, or on on some forum on how to do something, you can get you can get notes on how to do a specific action and they and and they are usually there are a few exceptions to this but usually they are reproducible reliably every single time like you look up a thing you find how to do the thing you do the thing and it works as advertised there are exceptions there are always going to be exceptions because software is always developing the internet holds a lot of information for a very long time and so sometimes you'll 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 phase something will phase get out of phase but generally speaking you'll find the information it will tell you what menu to go to what selection to 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 highlight what option to choose what value to enter and then you do those steps and it just it works and it's such a refreshing thing that like that sort of um consistency now there's a price there there's a there's a slight price you know i mean with that consistency you lose some flexibility here and there maybe it's not as efficient as it could be i don't know i i don't i still don't use libreoffice enough to sort of have the nuances of what might be a tr- what you might be trading off by using for instance libreoffice versus docbook or ascii doc or markdown or html or uh what was that other one the latex one that we that that i tried the other day um i i don't remember what it's called but yeah kyle 
Kyle, K-I-L-E. So there are, you know, I'm sure there are trade-offs, but there is, you know, the, the, the benefit is that you can show people things and, and, and document it if, if you need to, and, and, and they try it and it works. And, and I haven't really had the experience yet of, of, of showing someone something on LibreOffice and sort of walking away and coming back to, to find that they've been doing it, but it's not working for them, which, I mean, that should never happen, right? Especially with computers. And yet in modern software, it does happen. We've all had it happen. Here's how you do the thing. Okay, I'm going to go away now. And then they, they're on their own. They, they, they do the exact same steps. And for whatever reason, it, it does something completely differently. Maybe it was the wrong graphic uh, format. You, you showed them with a PNG, they're trying it with a JPEG, things fall apart, whatever. In LibreOffice, in my experience so far, I demonstrate something to someone, I walk away, and every single time they just keep doing it, and it just keeps working. It's just, it, it has been that easy. And I think a lot of the tools in LibreOffice are structured enough that, 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 that yeah, again, you lose a little bit of flexibility, but the tool I, I imagine, but the tools are very, very structured and very, very consistent, and I'm really, really enjoying that. And this this whole list, in fact, all two items so far, but there will be five. Um, this whole list, in fact, was born from me trying to come up with a solution for a team of people, and I couldn't sort of figure out the lowest common denominator until I found LibreOffice. I was trying, I, I tried several different things, Scribus among them. And Scribus to me was just the obvious answer. And I demonstrated it and I showed people how, how things were done. And I just, even as I was showing them, I, I was realizing like, there's a lot of nuance to this application that I personally take for granted. Like the the amount of alignment that you have to do in Scribus, I, I just, I realized, because Scribus is a big blank canvas. It's a blank page, and you can do whatever you want on it. And to me, that's very liberating. LibreOffice treats things more akin to HTML in a way. Uh, I mean, it didn't, and it is, the, the file format is XML. So, it, it it sees things kind of at the block level, not, not like uh, in HTML, you have things that are inline or you have things that are are block blocks, and that's kind of what you have in in LibreOffice. You can do things inline or you can do things as as blocks, and and they behave differently depending on how you on how you on how you treat them. But I understand that I. I'm I'm okay with that concept, and I think that it works well in HTML. Some people don't quite understand it in HTML either, and and struggle with it, uh, which is why you have problems with like floating and and float left and things like that, where when you really should just be defining your width and putting it where you want it to be and so on, putting divs in the page. Um, but you know, for for LibreOffice, I get it. I can equate it to something that I understand like HTML and CSS. And so it's it's quite predictable and and it's reliable. As long as you tell people the correct the correct process, then then when they repeat it, it gets repeated. It actually works. And and Scribus for instance, I mean there's just so much, you know, you have to kind of define your own boundaries. You have to define your own uh measure of of truth. You have you know, like when you line up objects in in Scribus, 
you have to define what you're lining them up against. Whereas in LibreOffice, your align tool, it just it just aligns to the page. Like it, it understands what it's aligning itself to. And again, you are sacrificing flexibility there. Like, you know, like if you wanted to 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 align something to another object, then maybe you'd have to take a couple more steps in, in LibreOffice. Whereas in Scribus, that's just what you do. Like obviously you you're doing that. Uh, unless you don't want to, and then you set something else. Uh, it's, same goes for Inkscape, but in LibreOffice, it's it's there are certain assumptions that are made, and one of those assumptions is that this this blank page, this canvas that you've got, those are the boundaries, and there's a margin of a certain size, and you can change that margin, but the the page that you are looking at right now, unless you go into format page style or whatever, um, that's what you have to work with, and that's what we're going to base all of our measurements off of, and so on. That's just a refreshing little thing that you don't have to think about. You don't have to tell your users, well, you have to adjust for this. No, they don't have to adjust for anything. In fact, that's reason number three to use LibreOffice is templates. Templating in LibreOffice is so important and so amazingly effective. I really, really am a huge fan of templates in LibreOffice. And when I say templates, I guess I'm also conflating in with that, like, styles. So styles and templates in LibreOffice are exactly what styles and, I guess, templates would be in, for instance, HTML or XML. They are presets, and they're super easy to create. Like, in LibreOffice, they're amazingly easy to create. You you type in the word example title. You set that title to three... 3270 medium nerd font, set it to um, 80 points. Oh, nope, that's too big. 54 points. Let's try that. That's a little bit better. And then I'm going to select it. So I've got, oh, yeah, yeah. So I've got example title, 54 points, red text. I've selected it. Now I'm going to go over to my style menu, drop down menu on the upper left, go over to heading one, update to match selection. And that changes for the entire document, the style of heading one. The workflow on that alone is just so beautiful. I mean, the idea that you can create what you want and then make that the official template, it's so powerful for, I think, a lot of people. It's just that's the right workflow. And yet, you know, something like like DocBook, that's not how that's done, right? You, you got your text, you got your content, and then you apply style to that. I mean, even HTML is like that, right? I mean, you've got your content, and then you you mess around with style. And, I, and you know, it's interesting because there's just like a hairline difference between those two, I think. But to some people, that makes all the difference. Like, all the difference. Like, they just can't think, I I, I, I imagine. I, I, I think some people just can't quite envision, like, getting from, well, that says example title and there's the other example there's all these titles now how do we make them all red 54 point or do i want them red 54 point i don't know i can't decide how do we how do we get there you know and it's just like well i don't know slow down we'll just adjust the css and and we'll make it look or the xsl or whatever we're in and we'll make it look that way and then we'll render and then you can see if you approve and if you don't then we can go back and change and re-render and see if you approve no, they don't, that's not how they're, that's not how some people, sort of the creative process for them, that doesn't work that way. Instead, they want to see, they want to have a single example, they want to be able to mess around with it, instant render, instant render, yes, yes, adjust, no, a little bit better, okay, that's perfect, right there. Okay, take a snapshot of that style, 
And that's what LibreOffice lets you do. It lets you get to the place you want to be and then build your template off of that. It's huge. And the cool thing about these the, the templating in LibreOffice is that you can't you that's exactly what you can do. You can go through all the all the existing things, all the styles, and that's that's for everything from titles to the text body to the code blocks to the footer to the the left page footer and to the right page footer because in a in a book of course uh, page numbers need to be on opposite sides of the page right like a uh, page number two hundred and twenty two if that's on the left side of the book needs to be on the left edge of the page whereas two twenty three if that's on the right side of the book that needs to be on the right side of the page it's it's in other words it's on the outer corners of of each page so it has to alternate well you can do that in LibreOffice you can modify the left footer and the right footer or the left header and the right foot uh, header and and so and so on so it's 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 a building block application in a way where you are building the visuals and you can do that to to all manner of 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 style i mean you can you can create your title page and declare that as or even a cover page and declare that as your cover page never to be repeated again in the in this document but that cover page can opt to have no f- no header no footer uh, it could have a color background of a certain type. It could have graphics on it. And then you go to your next page, and it's a different kind of... Maybe it's a table of content page. Maybe it has a different background on it. Maybe it has no footer because... Or maybe it has a footer, but it, it uses Roman numerals because all of our front matter is going to use Roman... You know, all that stuff, all those options you can build out. You can make that a template, and then that can be your master document that, that people then use to base their work on such a powerful little system and and again because because the building of the template is the same process as just doing the work you can both have separation of style and content but also have your style create be created from your content and that's that's a big deal now again there are disadvantages to this, right? I mean, like, yes, you've separated your style from your content, but now your style is more or less inextricably linked to your application. Uh, maybe that's not great. You know, I mean, you could export things probably and sort of extract your style in a way, but I mean, it's not going to be in any official or um, standardized format. It's not like you can, well, maybe you can actually export as HTML and get your CSS or something. I don't know. It would be, you know, it wouldn't be a direct conversion though. You'd have to do a little bit of work to, to, to get it just right, I think. But that's the trade-off, you know, that that you, your style is now embedded within this, this .odt file or whatever that you have to essentially to to get the same reliable style you're going to want to open that in LibreOffice and 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 that will give you the same style whereas with with CSS or XSL I mean that is literally a different that's a separate file it is independent of any content it is something that you could apply from anywhere there's that payoff but again just from the things that I've seen in real life it's worth it in in many cases like for a lot of users that's that's a selling point that is not a trade-off fourth reason you should be using libreoffice for everything that you do support the support for libreoffice is really really impressive i don't know for sure 
whether it is simply because I didn't use OpenOffice or whether it's because it's probably because I didn't use OpenOffice. But OpenOffice, I never felt had the same, quite the same level. I mean, I never felt like it had dismal support. I OpenOffice, I've you know, I did, I I implemented that at a, a workplace, and I I did find useful information online. There was a lot of support for OpenOffice. That was great. Like that, I cannot complain about OpenOffice, but I'm going to praise LibreOffice for being everything that OpenOffice was and a lot more. It just seems, it feels like the LibreOffice community has really kind of, it's really gotten kind of amped up and, and there's just, it, it just seems like, and I'm, I'm going to, if I say this phrase, of course, tomorrow I'm going to be looking for something and I won't be able to find it, but I'm going to say it. It seems like you just can't find you can't think of something that you want to do on LibreOffice that you cannot find an answer for. And I know I've just cursed all of us now. Every single one of us. If you heard that phrase, you're going to search for something tomorrow, how to do it in LibreOffice, and you're not going to be able to find it. Maybe even tonight, later tonight. Might not even have to wait till tomorrow to feel the full effects of that curse. And I do apologize for that. But what I'm trying to say is that the support for LibreOffice is really good. And I got a I got a first-hand experience of this very recently because there was this big push, I think it was in May, um, for sort of like LibreOffice promotion. And they were running this little contest at LibreOffice. And if you signed into their forum and, and answered questions, you would go, your name went into a drawing for some set of promotional item. And, and I did that. <laughs> I thought, well, cool free sweatshirt with LibreOffice's logo, I will, potentially, I could win that. I'll, I'll try it. So I went into the forum and I was, I, I answered a couple of questions and I was just, I was really, really surprised at just how much activity there was on this thing. And ever since then, I, I keep going back to, to check in, you know, and, and it's, there's a lot of activity happening. Like people are using LibreOffice, which is really exciting. I feel like I kind of forgot how exciting it was to use an application that other people use. If I may harken back to Delta November Tango's email about, um, you know, not being a contrarian, actually, but actually liking, quote-unquote, non-standard or, you know, not normal, quote-unquote, applications. Um, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go listen to episode 477 and then 479, I think. Um but I mean, there is there's something about using an application that a lot of other people use because it's it's not it's not that you feel like a member of a family or something. It's just that when you have an issue, the likelihood of someone else having had that issue and having a solution for it is greater. Now, there's also it's not a magic, not it's not magic. I mean, it, it, there's also a possibility that someone else will have had that issue and not have a solution for it. There may be no solution for the problem yet, or or there's a prob there's a, a possibility that no one will have had that issue anyway. Even though there's a bunch of people using it, it's just no one else had that issue. All of those things are potentially, uh, you know, true. But if there's a lot of people using the application, it is very empowering and encouraging, and 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 you know, it just makes you feel good when you go to a site and there's a bunch of people talking about the application and all the different things you can do on it. And if you're having a problem, then maybe you'll find the answer. Or if you just have a random question, maybe you'll find the answer. Or maybe you'll get some answers, you'll get some ideas, whatever. And there's not, 
that many applications I don't feel like I I necessarily get that same feeling from. I mean, there's um, Krita is one of them. Blender is another one of them. LibreOffice is the other one of them. GIMP a little bit. Um, although ever since uh, that GIMP site went offline, what was it called? GIMP registry dot? No, that wasn't GIMP registry. I forget what it was called, but there was, a, there used to be a, a really great site for like GIMP related stuff. And it was, oh, Inkscape is actually another one. Actually, there's a dozen of them. Audacity is another one of them. I guess GIMP does count. Okay, apparently I use a lot of applications that a lot of other people use. But, you know, sometimes you're you're doing something and you just think, well, nobody else is using this application. It's really too bad. But but there are other applications that you just, you know, people are using. Oh, Firefox, Emacs. But anyway, there are applications that people, you know, that you know other pe- LMMS, that's another one, um, that other people are using. So anyway, I don't know. Support. Support is really good for LibreOffice. Do not discount that. I'm not I'm not making a legal guarantee here that you will find all the answers that you ever need to LibreOffice if you look. I am simply saying there's a there's there's a big community of people out there using LibreOffice and it makes a difference. And I have a sweatshirt. I want it. I because I did all the things. They drew my name out of a hat and I got a LibreOffice sweatshirt. It's a hoodie. It's a really nice hoodie with the document foundation logo on the front and then it says LibreOffice on the back. Super cool. I'm really, really happy about it. Okay. Anyway, I mean, I love wearing swag. You know, if it's open source, I will wear it proudly and LibreOffice is that. Okay. So five, the fifth and the final reason you should be using LibreOffice is because of calc. I mean, actually, you know what? I could just go on and on, really, because it's not just Calc. There's a bunch of components to LibreOffice. There is, uh, I don't even know them all. If I type in Libre, I'm sure I'll, I'll get to them. Yeah, there's Calc, there's Draw, there's Base, there's Impress, there's Math, there's Writer. So Writer is the word processor. Calc is the spreadsheet. Draw is a vector drawing application that is not great, but for PDF manipulation, fantastic. And I say it's not great, and I'm comparing it to Inkscape. So it's it's difficult to beat Inkscape in in this in this realm. Um, but but Draw is you know it's it's fine, and I've I've seen people use it with great success. I'm just saying if I had a choice, I would use Inkscape. Base is the database application, which I've also used. It's quite nice, I guess. Uh, Impress is the slide deck uh, uh, application. It's fine. I don't make slide decks. And then there's math, which I've never used. Uh, and then there's writer, which is the word processing, which I might have already said. But calc is the one I, I kind of want to zero in on. And calc, as I've said, and I don't want to belabor this because I've, I've went on and on about this before, but calc is it's a spreadsheet. And to my reckoning, spreadsheets are the most successful programming language out there. I could be wrong. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to go with numbers up against like C and C plus plus, Java things like that. But I I think that spreadsheet is way up there, and I think most of us underestimate sort of the the, the power of spreadsheets. 
because you and I both, dear listener, have probably seen people do ridiculously amazing things with spreadsheets, and you you meet the person and you think, wow, you're a brilliant computer scientist, I see, and they say, nope, I I work at the bagel store. I've never used, uh, the only thing I ever use a computer for is to do payroll at, at the bagel shop. But but you figured out how to do all of these amazing things, and you've got like these complex V lookups, and you've got these hidden table, other sheets that you're referencing, and, and yep, just stuff I do with spreadsheets. You know, like people don't even realize how amazing their stuff is on spreadsheets, and yet they're doing amazing things. My only um, real usage of spreadsheets in LibreOffice is for uh, for gaming stuff. I put in uh, character sheets for role-playing games where you kind of roll dice and put, you know, you come up with, oh, this is how strong I am. Uh, you put that into the table, and maybe that value ripples over into your, your – uh, and how, how easy it is for you to bend bars or to lift a gate. So the, the effect of, of – you know the the value in in square a1 affects the value over here in d2 and and you can do formulas so so that you know so it can scale up and down so my strength has gone up oh well my chance of success at this at bending bars or lifting gates has also gone up now and, and things like that so i've i've used it for that and and i've i've benefited from that a lot because you know like the more modern the game typically the more knobs there are to turn and and if you can automate those knobs turning in a spreadsheet it's actually kind of nice it it does take some some mental workload off of you so that's kind of been my involvement with spreadsheets i don't do a whole lot else with a spreadsheet but i do acknowledge that people do amazing things in spreadsheets and just from the 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 couple of things that i've done where you know you want to you want to see if a certain square is empty. And so you you have to look up like, okay, well, what's the function in this stupid one-line programming square that they give me? What, what's, the, what's the function to check if something is empty? And then you do this ridiculous string of like, if parentheses is empty parentheses a1 comma if parentheses empty you know and it's just ridiculous it's 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 like lisp i mean it just goes on and on and on and it's one line and it's like a paragraph long and and apparently people are okay with that kind of programming it's it's really it's funny that that's again that kind of stuff is i mean there are just hidden computer scientists all over the world using spreadsheets doing amazing things with them and they don't even consider themselves anything but someone with a spreadsheet like they don't think of themselves as programmers they don't think of themselves as developing anything they're just doing a spreadsheet that's all they do i mean there are people obviously who who do spreadsheets and and they acknowledge that they do spreadsheets and they know that they're programmers because they actually understand all this stuff uh and maybe they're they're developing macros for the spreadsheet and and so on but i mean there there are those people who do not do any of those things and just do amazing things in spreadsheets and I think that we have yet a lot to learn from spreadsheets. I think that we as computerists need to look at spreadsheets, need to look at that interface and figure out what it is about that that is empowering so many people to just come up with improvements to their daily workflows 
as naturally as they check email, sometimes more naturally than they check email. I've seen people come up with great spreadsheets who still can't figure out the difference between reply and reply all. Why don't they make a spreadsheet for that, I ask you? Uh, so they're doing that. And what about it is is enabling that? I don't know. It, it must It must be the layout or something. I'm not sure. It must be the simplicity combined with the the the, the regimented layout and yet flexible because you can change the widths of the columns. I don't know, um, but I think we have a lot to learn from that. And I think I think the person who develops who develops a spreadsheet into a, like a self standing application builder is the person who finally succeeds at um, you know sort of visual visual programming. I think that's that's the key right there. It's some kind of mixture between LibreOffice Calc and Scratch or something, you know, and 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 I don't know, like Java or or Lua Love, Lua Love or, or something like that, you know, because it would be a self-standing thing. I would I would want it to be an application. The deliverable is an application, but the the way there is a spreadsheet, and and you would design your maybe you design your interface in the cells. I don't know, wh- whatever. You you figure it out, dear listener. I think there's something there. I think there's I think we're missing something in the spreadsheet realm. And it's staring at us right there. It's on literally on my screen. It is staring right back at us, calling to us, telling us that this is the way to get normal people to program. And we're 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 not we're not hearing it exactly. But that's it. Those are my five reasons for LibreOffice. And by five I mean technically something like ten. But one is accessible it's accessible to everybody. Uh, two is it's easy to learn. Three is that it has style and templates. Four, it's got support. It's got a community. Five, it has a spreadsheet. And then the other ones are, of course, it's also got a presentation application. It's got drawing. It's got formulas. It's got a database. It exports to practically every format you could ever want. It uses open and stand open standard formats. Uh, it's easy to use. I already said that, actually. It's just, it's a brilliant application. It is the lowest common denominator, and it's open source software. It's a big, big deal. It is as big of a deal, I think, as like Firefox. And I guess Firefox isn't that big of a deal anymore, according to, I guess, the rest of the world. I guess Chrome is the big deal. But Firefox was a big deal at one point. It still technically is a big big deal, even if people don't recognize it. And LibreOffice is that big of a deal. It's a, it's a really, really significant part of computing. It's a significant part of open source. And if you have reason to use an office software, which not everyone does, I mean, I didn't until this year, and I probably won't in the future. But for right now, I have discovered and fallen in love with LibreOffice, and I urge you to take a look at it if you haven't recently. Feel proud to promote it. It's one of those softwares, I think, that it's okay to to promote this thing. Like, you can be confident in this one. This is the, again, this is the Firefox of, 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 office i guess you know like this is it this is this is a strong application and i know that people will you know people who really really have like a love for a very specific thing they will notice the the differences and those differences will look like shortcomings to them i mean once again to me a lot about libreoffice seems like a shortcoming it seems like a trade off it seems like why would i give up the flexibility of scribus for this regimented thing 
and and yet I found a reason this year as I was building sort of a a project around a LibreOffice template essentially, and I had people working on this thing, and I had to coordinate, and I had to make sure everyone could handle their their component. And the one thing that brought all of that together was LibreOffice. So yeah, there are trade-offs, but there are also huge, huge benefits. And if you can get people to see that, then you might be able to get them to switch to LibreOffice for, for whatever reason. You might not be able to. Some people are, are just, there. it's not worth their time to switch to LibreOffice, especially if it's a, a job. You know, it just might not be worth it to, to learn that new thing. But then again, if the people paying for the licenses think that it is worth it for people to learn the new thing, there, there's an inroad there as well. Either way, I feel confident in LibreOffice. It's a good application. It's a great replacement for some existing ones. It's a great alternative to others, both open and non-open. It's just a really good software. You should check it out if, if you have not, and if you do think that you need, that, that it's got features that you could use. And if you have checked it out and you just don't need it, that's fine. Promote it to other people because it's it's worth promoting. It's worth getting out there. Build up the community, get more support. I think that's kind of how software works. You know, you kind of you, you do have to you have to build stuff around it in order to sort of lift it up. And I think LibreOffice is well on its way. That's it for me this week. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. My name is Klaatu. You can reach me anytime over email with feedback or comments, tips, or just to say hi. My email address is klaatu at slackermedia.info. You can also reach me on the Mastodon network, not klaatu, at mastodon.xyz. The show's intro and outro music is by Fat Chance Lester. You can find their music on bandcamp.com or on gnuworldorder.info in the archive you'll find a music directory containing the album from which this music has been extracted until next time thanks for listening and keep the source open